Welcome back, everybody. It's Encounter with God time here on The Breakfast Show. This is Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Okay, so I'm super excited about this week's Bible study. We're talking about giving our testimony. Let's begin with, uh, let's go to James chapter 5 and verse 13. James 5 and verse 13. It's going to be our key passage for the week. This is one that would be well worth memorizing. James 5, verse 13. Please. This is Many. such a good verse. Oh, it is, isn't it? This is. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. I would argue even if you're Okay, that's sad. such a good verse. Yeah. That's an awesome verse. But? It's not the right one. <laughs> I was just like, I was looking at it being like, I don't think this is what we mean, but I'm, I still think it's a good one. Uh, and, and we've got and we've got Liam out here on two phones at once at the moment. Okay, so this is an awesome verse. It yes. is not the right one. It, this is a verse that is well worth memorizing. Yes. Another one. It's a great verse. <laughs> the one that we should be at. And is also well worth memorizing. Is John chapter five and John. verse thirteen. Brilliant, brilliant. I was looking at. It, I was like, well, I don't really know what that has to do with testimonies, but that's okay. <laughs> Wait, sorry, tell me again the chapter in- John 5 verse 13 Oh, okay, so yeah, yeah, so, yeah. No, no, okay <laughs> First, John aye, aye, aye. 5 <laughs> That's alright, we'll get there, we'll get there Look, and I'm sure I'm sure John also See, was a great it's the first day of the week, Minnie, this is my excuse It's the first day of the week By the time we get into tomorrow's, we'll be, uh, we'll be up and running We'll, we'll be rolling running. Look, you know what? I'm going to let you have that one because I feel the same. I'm like, oh, where, where am I? In the so, way? for the record, Minnie sort of didn't sleep last night. Oh no, for no particular reason, but just tossed and just turned. I had a very good sleep, and I still can't get the Bible study together. <laughs> I didn't have an excuse this morning. Sure, look, it makes it fun for us. Um, don't know if it's fun for you guys listening, but I hope you're enjoying yourselves too. So, First John chapter five, chapter five verse thirteen yes. says, "I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you." M- so that you may know you have eternal life. Is this the verse we want? This is the verse Brilliant. we want. This Brilliant. is the one we want. Okay. That's all it says? In Yeah, in this Bible it is. For really? Verse 13? Just 13? Yes. Yes. Oh, shall I read 14? No. What? Oh. Let me read it. Let me read it from my <laughs> translation. Okay. You missed out like a whole sentence. Oh. Okay, these things have I written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Oh, no. You don't have that? No. That's the best part of the verse. Oh, it's not, it's not here. I don't know what to tell you. It's not here. KJV, KJV <laughs> wins again. <laughs> Go on then. Okay, we've got some more text coming through. Let me just see what we've got here. Uh you guys always make my morning one way or another. Thanks for all you do. No, praise God. Um, always always nice to have an encouraging text coming through. And I think we're making their morning by <laughs> kind of um, losing it this Just morning. Just a, a bit of a mess. I'm, I'm glad that us losing it has... Uh, has made your morning? Look, this is just sure re- this, this is, is really for your sake, so you know we're human too, really? Like, that's all it is. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's right, that's right. We're, 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 being, um, we're being nice to everybody this yeah, morning. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh-huh, uh-huh, we'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> all right, something's messed up with my computer now. Oh. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, uh, the Bible verse. Let's go through a Bible verse. What are you laughing at? No, no, just... 
that Just we have the joy of the really, morning. <laughs> really struggled to do a Bible study. Okay. Uh, these things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. What a great promise right there. Mm. This is a promise of assurance right here. And that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of things I'd like to draw out of this. The first is that we have assurance. The Bible teaches us that we have assurance in Jesus Christ. Aye. We don't have assurance in anything else. We only have assurance in Jesus Christ. Mm. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Mm. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Uh, when we have assurance, then the Bible says that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. If you did not have that assurance, it would be very challenging to maintain a Christian walk with God. You're either going to do one or two things. You're going to live in fear, and that's not believing in Jesus. Mm. You can't live in fear like, oh, I wonder if I'm saved. I wonder if I'm going to, you know. Mm-hmm. You can't live in fear like that. That's not believing in Jesus. Or you would simply give up. Yeah. yeah. Now, just because we have assurance in the present, that doesn't mean we have assurance in the future because God will never take away our free will, but we can have assurance right now. Mm. If Jesus is yours, salvation is yours. If Jesus is not, then you've got something to be concerned about. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so Jesus is going to be the basis of our testimony and everything that we're going to share with others and the fact that uh, Jesus is ours. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste. Mm. of glory divine. And it's that foretaste of glory divine that becomes the foundation of our experience, the foundation of our testimony and sharing with others. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 2 is our next passage. We're going to read verses 1 through 10. Mm-hmm. And this is going to give us the model for sharing our testimony. We're going to break this into two parts. So we're going to read the first part and then we're going to read the second part and we're going to look at the contrast or the difference between the two. Mm. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 to 3. Okay, so once you were dead because of your disobedience and, and your many sins. You used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our very na- by our very nature, we were subjected to God's anger, just like everyone else. Okay, I want you to think about this passage right here. Uh, the Bible describes us before we came to Christ, in what condition, morally what? Well, kind of many things. We were, there was dead. 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 I'm going to go yeah, with dead. Dead. Dead, dead, is, dead is what I'm looking for right here. Mm. Morally Dead. Mm. Can a dead person do anything? No. <laughs> Can a dead person make decisions? No. Can a dead person, you know, a dead person is dead. Mm. Okay, so if we are morally dead and then we go to being morally alive, how does that happen? It's an amazing thing that it does. Because how can a dead person do anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dead person can't do it. You can't. Uh Mm -hmm. 
So dead person can't say, ah, I'm sick of being dead, I'd rather be alive. <laughs> dead person can't do that. Paul says that you are dead. Mm. You are morally dead. And if you are morally dead, that means that you can do nothing mm-hmm. yourself. If you are morally dead, then that means that you can't sit there, you know, just like a dead person can't, you know, lie there and go, eh, I'd rather be alive. I'll be alive now. No. Mm. And a morally dead person can't sit there and go, ah, I'm morally dead. I'd rather be morally alive right now. <laughs> That's what Paul's trying to illustrate when he uses the term dead. Mm. There is nothing that responds in a dead person. Mm-hmm. So then if you are morally dead, how do you change? You know what? I just had a little thought about this as you were talking. Um, this just reminds me of when you do CPR on someone. Oh, right? okay. Right? I, like where you're, I like where you're going. Like, so, I mean, going. it has been a couple of years, but I used to quite regularly try to keep my thing up to date. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, always in our training days, there'd always be some crazy story that, you know, this happened to this person and some random, you know, helped out this person. They did CPR for like 45 minutes of the ambulance. You know, there was always some thing where they were someone talking about survived. someone survived purely because of someone else. And what do you have? You have someone who is working on the heart and, and breathing. Yep. And I was like, if we look at God, we have the breath of life, right? That mm-hmm, was the, mm-hmm. the beginning thing. Um, and I think, you know, the spirit, um, the word for spirit is often the breath, like it's it's that thing. So it's like when you have um, – and then in Ezekiel, a couple of times, God says, you know, I will take away from you the heart of stone, dead heart, yes. give you a heart of flesh. Mm-hmm. All complete, all of these things, like CPR, is that that's all completely external work to the person who's receiving it. But, man, it changes and saves their life. And they are doing nothing about it. Not a thing. Not a thing at Actually, all. Actually, you're not even aware, like – for the most part, as far as I know, maybe you are, I don't know. But I don't think you are because you're unconscious, which is uh-huh. why you're getting CPR. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So in other words, what God does then is he gives us moral, moral CPR. CPR. <laughs> so we're dead uh-huh. and God gives us moral CPR yep. that brings us back to life. Okay, uh, the person who's lying on the beach mm-hmm. receiving CPR mm-hmm. and is dead, uh, can they make decisions? No, see, this is the difference. We can make decisions. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Actually, yep, yep, you go. I was like, hold on, I think you're going to go down a little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we did this, uh, I went to this series of meetings, it was just great last week, and they were talking about this, and it was just, it was a really interesting, they had a new theological, I learned a new theological term. Uh Yeah. It's called prevenient grace. Oh, you mentioned this. Now, what does this mean again? CPR. Hey, okay, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> Okay, so you're dead, mm-hmm. right? And God extends grace to you Yeah. that doesn't save you as much as it gives you the option. The option of salvation. Yeah, yep. It gives you, so he extends his grace so that you now have freedom of choice. Yes. He extends that, you know, he extended it in the Garden of Eden by the promise of the sacrifice on Calvary. Mm-hmm. So God extends his grace so that you can now choose or not choose. Yeah. That's so good. So when you are dead on the beach, you can't make any choice. There's nothing you can do to save yourself. There is no choices that you can make. Uh, The only way that you can have choices about your life again 
is to have CPR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the grace that God extends to us to enable us yeah. to choose for or against him. Because if you just stay dead, there's no way that you can choose for or against God. That's an impossibility. Yeah. And see, some people, they get around this by saying, well, they don't get around it. They come up with this strange idea by saying, well, you're dead. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do to, to, to come back to life. And so then the only thing that can bring you back to life is God and everybody is dead. And so God just picks those he's going to save. Oh. So like the whole beach is covered with dead people. Dead people. And rather than giving everybody CPR mm-hmm. so that everybody then can make a decision for or against God, mm. it's God just walks down the beach and goes, yeah, that one, that one, that one, that one, and not those. Man, that theology is going to give you a very interesting picture of God. It's going to give you a very twisted picture of God. Yeah. Because what it's going, the picture that's going to give you is that God creates people so that he can, he can burn die. them yeah. for eternity. Yeah. He creates people so that he can burn them for eternity. That's horrendous. Yeah, that is really, really horrendous. Um, but what a beautiful thing, though, that it's not that. That, that God is just like, yeah. Even if you don't choose, that's almost not the point. Of course, I believe God wants us all to be saved. Like the Bible is yes. very clear on that. I have no desire that the wicked should perish. Like, you know, but God goes, even if they don't, I want them to have the option. I want this for you. Oh, man, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Okay. Um, all right, where are we up to? We read the let's okay. So read that. Read the first, read verse one again. We're going to work through this one verse at a time, real quick. Okay. So once you were dead because you because of your disobedience and your many sins. That's first one. Yes. So that's 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 we're morally dead. Yes. Nothing we can do. Yes. God extends His grace towards us so that we have the power of choice. Mm. So that whosoever believes in Him, mm. not the ones that are picked, but whosoever believes in Him. Yeah. Yeah, Jesus died for everyone, not for a select number of people that he foreknew. Can I? Ooh, I'm just going to share a little story really quick about when I realised that that's what Jesus did for us. Just a little, little story time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is what it's all about. We're talking about personal testimonies this morning. Yeah, so um, my one of my older brothers was in a car accident when I was 15 and he died. And about a year later, or maybe less than that, um, I was somewhere and there was this song. I cannot remember what the song was called, but the chorus went something along the lines of, I know you gave the world your only son for us to know your name, to live within the Savior's love. You took my place knowing you'd be crucified and you love people undeserving. And we're just singing this song and I was at summer camp and da, da, da. And I think I told you maybe a different week, I have very vivid dreams. Anyway, so I go to bed and it's kind of that spot where you're kind of going to sleep but you're kind of awake. And I had a dream that I was in the back of my brother's car before he crashed it. And I, this is a bit weird. But anyway, there was this other being there. There was like him driving, this other being, me in the back seat. And this other being in my dream, I just, in my dream it was Satan. And I was like, what's he doing here? Why am I here? And um, and this being starts to talk to my brother and starts to talk about me. And they're like, you know what? She's a bit useless and just starts to go through all the things in my life that are just were messy, could be messy, all the things. And, and my brother going, yeah, I, I know, but like, you know she's got it she you know things can change there's options and um this this um being just being like you know what actually no it's you or her i'm gonna take one of you out like just choose and my brother were being like well of course it's me she's the she has to have the option of life and i remember waking up being like that's what jesus did you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different 
All right, so Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 10. We need to finish off these last verses before we run out of time here on The Breakfast Show. These are good verses. So the first three verses talk about when you were dead. Yes. And could do nothing. Mm -hmm. God extended his grace toward you. Mm, such a so that you had section. the power of choice. Yes. So 4 through 10 yes. says, But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us, as shown in all he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It's a gift of God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpieces. He has created, he has created a new He has created us and you in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So much here in this passage. I don't know how to to break it all down, but let's just uh, start in verse 4 and work our way through. The Bible says, but, in my translation, it begins with the word but. Same. So you've got dead, but. Yeah. And when you have a but after being dead, that's a really good butt to have. It is. It is. Yes. If you were like, yeah, I was drowned and dead on the beach, but mm-hmm. that tells you there's going to be a contrast and the opposite of death is life and there's nothing in between. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says, God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, has made us alive together mm. with Christ by grace you are saved. That's an amazing promise right there. That is. You know, completely dead there, laying on the beach, drowned, and God extends his grace to us, mm. makes us alive again. Now we can choose Jesus Christ. The Bible says, And has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Jesus Christ. What do you think the Bible means when it says sitting in heavenly places? Look, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have, don't know. <laughs> have a stab. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I think, is that not just talking about the inheritance God wants to give us? Yes. But yes, but no. There's part of that inheritance we get right now. It's called the joy of salvation. Yeah, the assurance it's called, of salvation. It's called having life and having life more abundantly. Yeah. It's called being able to live in the presence of God. Mm. And God being able to live in the in the presence of your life and to be able to be in communion with God every day. Yeah. That's what it's all about right there. Yeah. And when you um, experience this, and this is the testimony that we get to share, is what Jesus has done for me and how Jesus has changed my life. Mm. And Christians, you know, non-Christians kind of, I've often had non-Christians come to me like, why do you guys always talk about Jesus? Well, this is kind of why. <laughs> we get to sit in heavenly places. Why wouldn't we talk about that? Mm. Why wouldn't we want to share that with people? Mm. Sorry if it bugs you so much. But it's just so awesome. And I think that's actually this is what's really powerful about this um, this week's study that we're doing on testimonies is because it's not just about oh well we're doing it out of guilt because we should do the thing to be good. That's a totally different motivation to 
oh my days, this is amazing. Let me tell you about this. You know, like it's different. It is totally different. And it comes across different. And I think what it does in you is very different. Yep. Like I think it's very important, I think. And like what you're just saying about talking about Jesus, it could be it could go one of two ways. It could be the thing of like, oh, this Jesus is this incredibly unappealing. Or it's the, oh, man, have you met the Jesus who changed them? Oh, have you talked to them? I know so many friends that have other friends apart from me, like who aren't Christian, um, and they have a Christian friend. They're like, you know what? We don't get the Jesus journey that they've been on, but we see the change in them. And I'm like, yeah, that's a sneaky Jesus moment. <laughs> you don't have to believe it, but you see it. That's right. Which is amazing. Absolutely. You certainly do. Okay, so we've got a, uh, a text message coming through here. I think it may be better uh, when you give the Bible question to repeat it two times. I seem to miss it the first time. Or for the quiz. Uh, yeah, why not? Maybe. Give the, give the clue again. That's actually a good point. I often am someone who misses it. So the the clue for our second quiz was, what book am I? My 19th chapter is virtually identical to the uh, the 37th chapter of Isaiah. There you go. Yeah. Figure that one out. Give us a call. Um, Okay, so we've got some great passages here. um, For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk walk in them. Couldn't finish off with a better verse than that right there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so we are going to have, it is now time for Question of the Day. And our question of the day is? It is, are the sons of God in Genesis chapter 6 verse 2 the same as the ones in Job chapter 1 verse 6? Okay, the Bible says in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 2 that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives of all that they chose. What you've got here is a division between uh, the children of God and the children of men. Mm-hmm. And when and, and of course they're getting married with each other. It's taking place here on this earth. Some people claim that uh, the sons of God spoken of here are angels. That is not the case and it cannot be the case because Jesus says very, very clearly that angels do not marry mm. and here they are getting married. So these are not angels, these are not heavenly beings. Um, if you want to find out who the sons of God are, you simply go to, say, First John chapter 3, verse 1, you know, uh, behold, now are we the sons of God. Mm. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we shall see him, we shall be like him for we shall see him as he is. So the Bible says that we are the sons and the daughters of God. Aye. And when John says that in 1 John, he's referring to people who are followers of God. If you're a follower of God, the Bible says you are adopted, you are grafted in to the family of God and you start to partake of the lifeblood that comes from Jesus Christ. And so most of the time, and basically what you've got in the Bible is three different kinds of the sons of God. The first, sons and daughters of God, and this is another principle in Bible study, is that you should always go with the simplest, most obvious answer and not the most complex and obscure. Because you try and go complex and obscure here like, oh, the sons of God, they must be angels, evil angels, maybe fallen angels. Uh, well, no, because the Bible says angels don't marry. Mm-hmm. 
So that's impossible. You've made a major mistake right there. The most obvious answer is the sons of God, the sons of you know, the children of God, the children of men, mm-hmm. is very simply the descendants of Seth, the descendants of Cain. Those who follow God, those who 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 follow Satan. Mm-hmm. They are intermarrying together. That intermarriage together um, creates an environment where, and you will see this all the time when a believer marries a non-believer. Ninety-nine times out of a hundred, the believer will cease to be a believer. And this was what brought the world unstuck before the flood was this intermarriage between believers and non-believers until there was no believers left except for Noah and his family and very few others. Mm. Uh, So always go with the obvious. The Bible is very clear as to who the sons of God are. The sons and the daughters of God are those who have given their lives to Jesus Christ. Except Mm -hmm. when you go to the genealogy of Jesus... The Bible goes back and it says this person was the son of 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 this person, which was the son of Adam, which was the son of God. Mm-hmm. Why does the Bible say Adam was the son of God? Well, he didn't have a parent except God. That's right. How was he the son of God? Through creation. By, by God. creation. Mm. That's right. So you've got sons and daughters of God. We all become that by giving our lives to Jesus Christ. Mm. You've got Adam, who is the son of God by creation. So mm-hmm. that's your second type of son of God right here. And uh, if if Adam is the, you know, Adam, of course, if he was still alive today, would be the head of the human race. He would be the representative of all the humans of planet Earth because he would be the father of us all. Mm. Uh, that's significant when you go to Job chapter 1 and verse 1 because this is a meeting that is taking place in heaven, mm-hmm. not on earth. Now, we're not talking about the Son of God, Jesus Christ, but it's a, it's, a, it's a meeting that's taking place in heaven where the sons of God have gathered themselves together. In other words, the Adams, the representatives of every race that God has ever created. Those created Satan by God. turns up mm-hmm. because Adam can't be there and he's like, you know what, I'm going to turn up in Adam's place because Adam is dead mm-hmm. and I'm going to pass myself off as being the representative of planet earth thanks for being a part of the faith fm family join our community on facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM